his jumpsuit that just like uh, rides up on his ass. The gross, yes! and, the and, grossest and, thing about the onesie is that every time I look at it and he turns around, I'm looking for the poop shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. I just know yeah. that there they flap there somewhere. Yeah. You know, there's this guy, he's corrupt, and then the penguin comes out, and then a woman gets pushed out of a window, and she mm-hmm. becomes the Catwoman, and Batman Why ends do you up... Like Bill Cosby? And Batman ends up there, and then they they start, like, making out, and I don't... And he pulls out his penis, and, it... <laughs> and then the kamikaze penguin starts... Just, just fucking up everything. I don't, I don't. Why is the penguin Japanese? I don't know. Yeah, racist. Yeah. Okay, so why and, can't the penguin be Japanese? Racist. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith isn't really that good of a director. Kevin Smith's anymore. a piece of shit. Yeah. Welcome into Film Tank, the weekly podcast that covers both new and classic cinema. On this episode of Film Tank, we discuss the second film in the Tim Burton Batman series, which is Batman Returns. If you would like to get in touch with Film Tank, you can always email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Film Tank Show. And you can listen to all of our episodes on our website, filmtankshow.com, or on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Nick Cheney, Toussaint Egan, and myself, Alex Diekman. Hey there again, everybody, and welcome into episode 135 of Film Tank. My name is Alex Diekman, and joining me today, the usual's Nick Cheney. Hey! How you doing? Thank you. Toussaint Egan. Hey, Da-da-da-da. how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Nick? I'm great. That's really great. I'm excited. That's yeah. Great. I'm happy for you. Having the trouble controlling the volume of your voice, I see. <laughs> Not anymore. How are you? Thank you. Doing great. It's all the way down now, so that's yeah. good. Yeah. need to find a nice medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that laughing? Now that is Hi. Sam Shamara. Hey. Hey, Sam. Hey. How's it going, guys? It's going great. Pretty great. Yeah, yeah. You were just on an episode with us not too long ago, also about a Tim Burton film, so it welcome was. back. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Huh? I forget what we do here. When did we do that's that episode right. on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. Well, that's the problem is you hear Tim Burton now, and then you're just like, okay, Ooh, we got Planet of the Apes, we've oh, got <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> If he does a version of Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. I... He did. He, did. he, he did? was the 2000-something. Like well, that it's one very telling that you forgot that, yeah. that you did That's not know that it existed. He, yeah. he did his own... I never knew it was Tim Burton back then. You know, I, I mean, I saw him in theaters, but... Yeah, no, that's the famous... Um, Ape, the ape is the Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, statue. Abraham Lincoln, which is oh, like one of the most thing. bastardized. Like, I get that they were twisting the, but like, so they. Yeah. Anyway, it was a swing and a miss. I it remember was. there was that one scene where the protagonist oh. was running away for like some guards, and he went through a bedroom, and there was like an ape orgy going on. Oh, weird. that was the happening, actually. No, that was <laughs> that, that, that was Planet of the. I Apes. think you mean the apening. <laughs> Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Yeah. There you go. It's, it's got a, Tim Roth in it. Oh, did it really? I believe he's like the, the Uber ape. Uber ape. Like the villain ape. He drives. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought I just thought the driving <laughs> yeah. one too, and I was like, "Whoa, no, this no, is no, a no, weird no. ass." No, movie. no, no. And on the that point of the video, they had lift. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Glad they cleared okay. that up. I'm good yeah. with that then. So today we were supposed to talk about the shape of water. I think you we mean will. The ape of water. We'll get to it because we're, we're in a real monkey mood right now. <laughs> At any rate, uh, unfortunately, it really isn't at any theaters in the area, so we weren't yeah, able to yeah. catch it before this episode. Mm-hmm. But we thought we would try to get into the... So for our hardcore fans <laughs> that mood. listened to the last episode yes. on uh, and, and is tuning in on, on bated breath, I, I apologize profusely. Yes. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, the Christmas classic, which we have yet to cover, which is Tim Burton's Batman Returns. Yeah. This is like the what Batman film we've talked about on this goddamn podcast? How many? Uh, really not that many. We did, well, we've no, done we, all no, three Christopher Nolan. Yeah. We've done Batman, the, Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman. That's it. We've, we've done Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to say we've done Batman a lot. We've done... So this is like the Fourth or fifth, then. Yeah, and we did the superhero I episode where I also mentioned the original Tim Burton. As, oh, we cut your parts out. Oh, fuck you. I also mentioned it. We, yeah, uh, we didn't cut your parts out because oh. you're the editor. <laughs> so that joke wouldn't make sense. Uh, well, not really, no. <laughs> no. Unless you cut yourself out of it, but oh. well, I only do that when I make a boo boo. So, <laughs> <laughs> but nobody else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't make boo boos. That's true. Well, it's. <laughs> Even if you do, it's still... So, this film uh, came out in two... Or, sorry, two... 1992, (laughs) three years after the original Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Can you imagine... Nowadays, taking that much time in between, like a like a superhero film, it's to only really... three years. It's not that. Yeah, much. but I mean, yeah, like nowadays, like, people would freak out. Yeah, pretty much now you do do about three years mm-hmm. because you're you're doing other movies in between. Right. It's, it's yeah, hard with Marvel because right. it makes it feel like right. it's more. But mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Batman v Superman came out in what year? Twenty fourteen. It was last year. Yeah. So was it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Mm-hmm. Those movies ridiculous. are killing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, literally, I'm losing life and age. <laughs> <laughs> so, when a corrupt businessman and the grotesque penguin plot to take control of Gotham City, only Batman can stop them while the Catwoman has her own agenda. That's Selena. That is like the most simplistic. Like, does she have a agenda or summary a... of that? Well, first of all, <laughs> first of all, the Not your best, out. but get no. out. The it, door's right there. Yeah. The yeah. description should have ended with only Batman can stop them. It kind of goes off with the Catwoman thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, this movie does that too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this film brings back Michael Keaton as Batman, Bruce Wayne, but also features Danny DeVito as Penguin or Oswald Cobblepot, and Michelle Pfeiffer as the aforementioned Catwoman slash Selina Kyle, and also has Christopher Walken making a wonderful appearance as Max Shrek. So, can I go first? Yes, please. Okay. So when I was a kid... I was, for the most part, obsessed with Batman. I thought Batman was, like, the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was really little, we would watch the uh, original Batman all the time. And I was only, like, three years old. So, I mean, I didn't really 
get dialogue or anything like that. I just like yeah. the, you know. The visuals, yeah. yeah as, sure. as every kid watches those. Yeah, I enjoyed parts of it, like the uh, Joker spray painting the art museum. Party man. Yeah. I love that scene. Yeah. Uh, I love the ending when they're fighting in the bell tower, everything about it. So yeah. I got into that, got into all of the Batman toys. I had all of the, the villain characters and everything. So... Uh, when I was five, I got my parents to take me to see Batman Returns. Right. The first week it came out in the theater. It's exciting. It was. And it was a different movie. Oh, yes, it was. The original Batman. And as a child, I was absolutely horrified of this film. <laughs> yeah. For good reason, because mm-hmm. there is plenty there for you, mm-hmm. uh, including the penguin biting off somebody's nose. Including mm-hmm. things you don't even understand as a child, but then you look back on yeah. and you're like, wow, that's fucked up. Well, when mm-hmm. the penguin has the line about Catwoman's being the pussy he's yeah. looking for. There's the... <laughs> <laughs> I would not have even gotten that She's as a, a kid. She's a cat. Uh, what's... Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at any rate... Yes, Nick. Yes. Anyway. At any rate, so as a kid, I absolutely was just frightened by this film. Um, but as I've grown up, I've grown to appreciate it as definitely more Tim Burton's vision of what he wanted to do with Batman. And I will say, uh, this is probably, probably the most incredible superhero film to get made because in these in the kind of like climate we live in to give somebody the full reins to do whatever the fuck they want with Mm -hmm. a movie um it just really wouldn't happen like this anymore even the nolan batmans definitely have some kind of constraints on them at least in my opinion where this is just full-on tim burton there's no mistaking what's going on in this film Everything from him eating fish randomly to biting people's noses off to a lot of the visuals, which are absolutely fantastic here. Hell here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the costuming and the like set design mm-hmm. and things like that are very him. This is him going full Burton. Right. Yeah. Which the original Batman was very restrained, mm-hmm. um, which I actually think that's part of the reason why I like it so much, because yeah. it's not full Tim Burton. But... Um, as a 30-year-old man now, uh, there's so much to appreciate from this film, even if it's not one of my favorite Batman films. The idea that somebody thought it was a great idea to have Christopher Walken in a superhero movie is just amazing. Because he fits in perfectly with this particular mm-hmm. film. It's very much a product of its time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the idea that he's the evil businessman with the... Uh, <laughs> Fake toupee uh, and everything else and trying to present himself to the public as this amazing person when really he's just this evil underworld lord. Uh, it's just a very bizarre It's very movie. far-fetched, but yeah. it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it if I saw it before me in my own eyes, but in the context of a film where there's a man who dresses up as a bat and, and a woman who falls out of a window and then turns into like this weird weird lady. murderous dominatrix. Like So the 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 last thing I'll mention before passing it off is that this well, two things. This film features my favorite characters, so obviously I'm always on board with pretty much everything Batman, no matter who is playing him, what it is. I even kind of like the Ben Affleck Batman now. 
Uh, Michael Keaton, I think, is pretty good here, although I don't think he's as good as he was in the original film. I agree. Um, because I think he actually seems like he's just kind of a secondary character in this film. Uh, I which was... is weird because Jack Nicholson being the Joker took up so much of the screen time in the first, but I, I felt... Like it was much more about Batman, where this film he's just kind of there. Keaton's performance in this movie is in no way bad, but I think it is kind of indicative of an actor who's realizing that the director who's currently helming this franchise has no real interest in the protagonist. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. compared to everything else, which mm -hmm. is for the superhero genre, and even though at the, that that time it was just fair game to do whatever the fuck you want because there was, there was Superman, no precedent. There was Batman. There yeah. was the shadow. There was, um, like, yeah, they did like a lot of early, like pulp heroes too. Yeah. yeah. But there wasn't a lot of precedent for how you right. have to play your superheroes mm -hmm. yeah. or even how your protagonist has to be. Mm -hmm. So it makes Michael Keaton and Batman a little bit of a side character in this film, I think. But, um, there's just so much here that's enjoyable from start to finish. And this is a very weird superhero film for me because it seems like, at least in this era, there is so many films that are plot-driven where this film just kind of happens. Yeah, it just yeah. meanders. I, I couldn't... Like, you, you said that plot synopsis right there. It's mm -hmm. like, it could have been written better. It's like, but that's... Pretty much, it, it's just like, you know, there's this guy, he's corrupt, and then the penguin comes out, and then a woman gets pushed out of a window, and mm -hmm. she becomes the Catwoman, and Batman How ends up... like Bill Cosby? And Batman ends up there, and then they they start, like, making out, and I don't... And he pulls out his penis, and a... <laughs> And then the kamikaze penguins start just, just fucking up everything. I don't, I don't... Why is the penguin Japanese? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Racist. Yeah. Okay, so... Why can't the penguin be Japanese? Racist. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. That that's true. <sighs> that that's good. Um but yeah, it this film just kind of meanders around and actually that makes the ending very bizarre because I feel like the entire final scene is just so weird. Mm. Like the penguin kind of dies by falling through the window in a very anticlimactic way and then you have Max Shrek there and Batman pulling his mask off without his eyeshadow on mm -hmm. and Selena Kyle and she electrocutes him to death and then the movie ends and, and then penguin comes out of the water like yeah like like Jason also, like like one la like one last kill yeah like him bleeding green and red at the same time yeah. is just Ooh. Yeah, it, when I was a kid, I just remember like hiding under my shirt, oh. just wanting to leave <laughs> that, the theater. That's amazing. That's <laughs> Pretty amazing. much at that yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is this is not yeah. like where's the Joker's big gun? He's pulling out of his pants. Like, yeah. what the fuck happened? Yeah. So yeah, but um, I've seen this probably fifteen times now, and it, it's it's a lot more enjoyable than when I was five years old. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I'll pass it on to whoever wants to take it here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have a. a similar story and background uh with this film as as alex does like i mean i loved the tim burton batman films when i was a kid i never got to see them in theaters but i watched the vhs's all the time and i watched um the batman cartoon and mm -hmm. like you know action figures and stuff like that and i think that one of my main takeaways that i enjoyed the most from that era of batman was inadvertently like looking back on it it sort of informed the template of 
all the things that I like aesthetically. Like I mm-hmm. like dark backdrops. I like um, like <clears throat> black as part of an aesthetic. I really like built sets, and I like backdrop, and I, and I I just like architecture. Like that that was really like the 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 the, the tabula rasa that that kind of like started like my whole love affair with architecture in general. And I and I watching this again, I was like, I can totally see like. How I fell in love with that because there are these really exaggerated statues. There's these beautiful like cityscapes, um, yeah, like really good stuff that's that's still there. But watching it now, um, as a 27 year old, I'm I, I was drinking while I, while I was watching this, and I and I, I I was so sobered by this experience because I was just like, this is not the film that I remembered. This is uh this is actually pretty bad. It's like I don't like this. Like I think that um some of the lines while they are funny, like they're just a little too campy for my taste. Mm-hmm. I think that this film um I was I was talking with a friend before about uh the second Hellboy movie and how that film is to give Merle del Toro what Batman Returns is to uh Tim Burton in that this was the film that he could really let loose. Um and I feel like yeah, the film suffers for that because it, it it totally eclipses the property for which it was actually trying to adapt, and it just becomes this sort of um, this weird, unsuccessful like showcase of Burton's most notable tropes at that time, just without a a a strong core storyline or plot to actually like tie them together and justify them. Um, I like. I like some of the costume designs. I like Michelle Pfeiffer's um, depiction of Catwoman. I think that still is, in my opinion, the definitive like performance of Catwoman like in the film. And I do enjoy um, Michael Keaton, even though, um, yeah, the whole reflectors of the of the bat signal at the beginning. <laughs> and I was just like, you, you, you just look at that and you're like that. That is so extra. Like, there's no reason for that to exist. And this isn't even the same mansion as like the first film so what happened to that mansion and he yeah had enough money to move all the time if he wants yeah but that's like his family mansion though and it's just like that's kind of it's really well, we learned in uh Thor ragnarok family yeah that's that's what it is family yeah. <laughs> that, that's what it is oh my god um yeah the two different reflectors that get the bat signal and then direct it into whatever room he happens to be in at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, that's that seems a little unnecessary. Does anyone else think it's kind of fucked up how the commissioner and the mayor can walk alongside Batman in like broad open like air after an attack and like it was like you're are you aiding and abetting a a, a vigilante to basically like met out extrajudicial justice, like justice or whatever do. against like well, enemies of the state. In the, like that's a really fucked up in the old Batman, yeah, say, the Adam West, they're like mm-hmm. all in it together. Oh yeah. Every yeah. episode of that goddamn show <laughs> literally has the cops being in for like they never leave the station. The cops are always informed of something happening and it's like, well, we better not even try. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and then they call Batman. Well, so, I guess I, I got at least I here they've got boots on the ground. I gotta collect my yeah. 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 Well, and in actually in the Joel Schumacher films, not that we want to, you know. Oh, I want to see those. You've mm. never seen them? That's really interesting. I like Batman Forever. I do. Uh, but in <laughs> those films, which one is that? Cooney or Kilmer? Kilmer. Kilmer. Yeah. It's actually a much better film than Batman and Robin, which is. 
is is not great. Um, but in those films, Commissioner Gordon is like chummy with Batman. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But is he ripped? Like who? Batman or Commissioner? J.K. Commissioner. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Uh, not quite. So what was the point of that? Point of what? Well, you know that whole viral photo when he was like when he tweeted because he's it. beefing up for the role, fam. But like, a he was in Justice League for like a second, and and you know what? That was a B, great second. I'm not saying it was like bad, but B he wasn't really like if, well, if he, he was at wearing least, a coat. If he at time. least like punched somebody, I'd be like, yeah, all that time was well it was worth it at that point. Well, hey man, like, yeah, hey man, I know why you were working out. Maybe yeah. maybe he's just he's just feeling himself. He's just feeling himself, and he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna. He's giving himself some self love. Being flabby was not his tempo. I (laughs) saw more of his skin in Oz uh, when he was a neo Nazi than (laughs) rapist. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Some might say consensual. No. Oh my god. (laughs) Any more, Tucson? I love that I have this much power over people. No. Um, well, no, not like that kind those, of those are Whoa! Those are just sort of my initial thoughts. Okay. Um, I'll kick it over to whoever wants to, to take up the, the torch next. I'll take it. All right. Um, so, got it. Um, Good arc. Yeah, I was say, you really went the distance. Anyway. Whatever. Um, I, and it's kind of similar to both of you um, that the first, so... I was not born yet uh, when this film came out. Thanks for um, making me feel old. <laughs> hey, was, neither was I. <laughs> I, was, I was born in 93. Oh. Um, so only like a year later. Okay. Um, I'm finally not the youngest here. Yay! No. <laughs> um, but my, my dad is a huge comic and superhero guy. I mean, he loves sci-fi things too, so he's, he's kind of the all-around nerd, essentially. And... and in the most endearing way. Um, so when I was growing up, that was something that, you know, was kind of part of the culture that I was, uh, I was recognizing, I guess. Um, and that like, these were the types of films that were on all the time when I was in the house, um, no matter the age that I was. Um, and so kind of like how I know I had mentioned about like Beetlejuice being something that I watched as a kid. I had watched, um, the original Batmans mm-hmm. of, you know, the Michael Keatons, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and this film, as well as the first one with him in it, um, and Jack Nicholson, were the ones that I've seen back when I was much younger. I actually haven't seen this movie in quite some time, I'll yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I still recognize these films, you know, from being on all the time. And um, my... Mom's youngest brother is a huge Batman fan. He and my cousin always sit and I believe it's on TV Land or something like that. They have the old like '60s Batman, mm-hmm. like the Adam West Batman reruns, and they watch it religiously. Um, like I think it's like every Saturday or something. They have like certain marathons it's of great. it, and so I've kind of grown up in a family that's you know really embraced Batman, um, <laughs> and this one in particular. I, like Toussaint, um, I definitely find that some of the likes that I have for certain, like, aesthetics come from the films that I've watched. Um, And this one is definitely one of them, like Beetlejuice and others that I've seen, too, that are Tim Burton ones. Um, And I think it's just that uniqueness in the artistic 
effectiveness, I guess you could say, of the films um, versus because to me, this one emphasized a little bit more on the art of it rather than the actual like action or like we were talking about, like the plot and things like that. It kind of focused more on developing and creating a world um, rather than necessarily kind of giving you anything that's that you can work towards like in a, that a world. a plot to occupy it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no, well, here's Jack Palance, and he's the underground world now. Right. But now the Joker is going to be it, and he's going to blow up excess chemicals. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's nothing really straining you along like that in this film. Right. So, and I think that's, um, I think that's both a pro and a con about mm-hmm. this film to mm-hmm. me, um, which I know we had talked about too, is that sort of plot thing and, um, considering that it's dubbed a Batman movie, I don't. You, I mean, if you think about the beginning of the film, we don't even see Batman for probably a good few minutes. The, in the first beginning. person that we see so... on screen is Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. that that, so that, that shows you where. <laughs> um, so that I found interesting, um, and I I definitely agree that this was kind of a little bit more off the rails of a Batman film than what probably most people are used to mm-hmm. um especially as a re- like if you are a true blue like batman fan and you've seen everything um i have not i'm not a val kilmer or a clooney like batman fan um i just they won't compare um <laughs> <laughs> the christopher nolan ones are good though um another thing about this movie that i very much like um is michelle pfeiffer's um catwoman Um, I think that she has, I mean, she's a terrific actress to begin with to me, um, but also that, I mean, this sort of gave me an idea of what, like, the perfect female, like, antihero would be, Hmm. Um, just because she is really I thought you were going to say the perfect female. No. And I was like, I agree. Oh, God, no. (laughs) This is the this, um, this is the ideal female body. <laughs> you may not like it. But this is <laughs> oh God, no. Um, um no. I... <laughs> this is his peak performance. But... <laughs> I had to finish this. Um, so. that... Oh, she... oh, oh, oh no. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Most my... people don't apologize. <laughs> so thanks, Tucson, for Shut that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what they usually say. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I think that there's there's a perfect mix of crazy but kind of passion and, and semi-good intention, I guess you can say, um, which I really liked about this Catwoman character versus... Other ones, um, like the Halle Berry one, where you're kind of like, this is, uh, I don't know really what your purpose is. Um, aside from being, quote unquote, a crazy cat lady. Um, at least to me. Yeah. Um, I think that there was a little bit more, obviously this film still has a lot to, you know, desire, but. Eh, I... You know, the nice thing about Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is. It is completely different from what the original Batman series did with Catwoman, yes. but mm-hmm. it still embraced some of the silliness about mm-hmm. her and the puns and even the stupid stuff like giving herself a bath and that kind of thing, which mm-hmm. 
I actually think it's still great that it's here because you see with like Anne Hathaway's Selena Kyle slash yeah. Catwoman, there's nothing. Why would she lick herself? Tim Burton saw Catwoman. He's like, you know what Catwoman needs? BDSM. I'm just like, man, that's okay. I mean, he wasn't wrong. It kind of made for an interesting character, but okay. It's you know what the still. penguin needs? <laughs> BDSM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, when he snaps those leather gloves. Ooh, mm. that's quite a sound. Well, there. when you think about like what he can do with the web. Oh, <laughs> oh what a gentleman! <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ! That sound effect said it all. <laughs> anyway, so Nick, do you have any thoughts? Or I think I just said it all. <laughs> um. Yeah, I so okay, really quick, not related to Batman, but since I just thought this was funny, since you're oh God, all I'm really worried right now. Well, we're all kind of taking a moment to reflect on our childhoods and the formative <laughs> movies that shaped our, shall we say, adult proclivities of what we like in cinema. And I just thought I started thinking back on like what I enjoyed as a child, and one thing that just kind of cracked me up is that as a child, and I think this is very much one micro example that sheds a light on a very oh my God. macro uh, whatever that I'm very into now. But no, this isn't going to be like dirty or whatever. I'm just going to say. I want you to just oh. say. It. But it. as a child, I thought I was. I thought it was kind of funny that I was the child who thought ET was like an annoying movie, and I hated it. But Mac Same. and Me was extremely <laughs> entertaining, and like I just had like a like a Kaiser Soze moment where I just put all the. No, Kaiser Soze, not Kevin Spacey. No, you you drop the you drop the porcelain. Yeah, cup and, and like it says Mac and Me at the bottom. Yeah. And, Apparently, it's always been there that I'm I'm way more into the bargain bin uh, <laughs> knockoff than I am in, in into uh, actual feeling and sentiment. Anyway, um, Batman has never been a thing that I like. Mm. I, I can certainly watch any iteration of them. Um, I the thing I've ever liked the most is the '60s mm-hmm. show. I actually like the show more than I like the movie because the movie is almost a little too stuffed with, and I like the movie. Uh, it's but, an extra long Batman episode. Yeah, but like Batman, the, the '60s Batman is perfect when it's 22 minutes. Like it yeah. just mm-hmm. flies by and it's hilarious. You just whatever. have one villain. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, so that says a lot, which means that I am actually kind of a fan of this because this retains some of that campiness mm-hmm. of the uh, the original West and Co. Um, I will say it, it, my admiration for this movie slightly declines every time I watch it, and there, there's certainly a floor. It's not like it'll it's a bottomless pit in which it'll keep falling. But my biggest thing is that it's just a little too long. Yeah. Um, like I don't necessarily. I'm not necessarily against any one decision in this movie, but man, do we have a lot of the penguin entering the narrative, exiting the narrative, and then entering the narrative, and then exiting. Like, it, like I actually kind of forgot which climax was the mm-hmm. real climax. So, um, but overall, though, I, I find it to be a lot of fun. Really, Dusan? No. You think climax is a funny word? No. Why don't you, why don't you share with the rest I of the climax? I didn't say that. No, but you smiled it. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't. I smiled this this picture of a penguin. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, 
you. Did you just go to home screen? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy this movie. I think uh, Selena Kyle is the best part of this entire movie. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer's take as the feline <laughs> creature is <laughs> is great and totally could anchor an entire movie on her own. Um, Danny DeVito is a fantastic uh, superhero villain, mm-hmm. which of the likes will never see anything like that again because we now get very annoyingly bland villains who are not allowed to stand out in a in a way that makes them, you know... Or you know, know they're distinct. decked out in a green screen suit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. here, like, it sounds bad, but we... We casted the Danny DeVito because, in a lot of ways, Danny DeVito is a disgusting person to look at. Yeah, I, I, and I think he knows that. That's why he's in *It's Always Sunny*. Like, I that's, was yeah. gonna that's, say, that's half his, wrong. that's yeah. just half his stick. Yeah, is that he's related to like they call him troll all the time. Yeah. and oh. I mean he does yeah. the troll man bit. I was gonna say too. you gotta pay the troll if you want to get in the boy's hole. But anyway, you gotta you gotta, you gotta uh, pay the troll toll to get into the boy's soul. Yeah, we just <laughs> yeah. Said that. Yeah. What? <laughs> Anyway, um, so what I was going to say <laughs> is, um, sorry, Alex is either going to spit or swallow right now. Oh, he's well. Okay. Wait, I've just, I was on the edge of my seat. I'm sorry. Anyway. I don't, I don't want to upset you, so. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, and going along with the uh, villain casting uh-huh. i'm also a huge fan of christopher walken and oh, he's great uh, max yeah. shrek um and yeah i mean i don't know it's like i can talk about individual moments but we could all do that so it, as much as the uh, i'll say this there are times when this movie is a chore to watch at like at moments so to speak but overall it, it's fun and we're never going to see anything of this nature again and even if we were to get something similar to this, it'll be CGI ridden. So we're yep. ne- we're, we're we're literally never going to get this uh, even aesthetic ever in the again. dark-ish Christopher Nolan films. You don't have the campiness in it, so right. it's you're not getting the combination of the two. Right. The closest thing we get to something like this, and that's actually kind of one of the reasons why I liked it a lot was the Lego Batman movie. Like yeah. you have to have a property like Lego in which you're already uh, putting, a cartoon. yeah, a cartoon yeah. and putting your quote unquote comedy feel foot, whatever feel foot forward um, from the get go. And that's also why I actually like just to piggyback on my thoughts on that movie. That's why I actually think that movie works as a Batman movie because mm-hmm. even though it is silly, like I do think it takes th- its role of Batman and his place in Gotham City uh, seriously. Yeah. The same way I think Tim Burton uh, does, uh, at least in the grand scheme of things. But mm. yeah, overall, it's an entertaining movie. And uh, I, I'll admit, if it wasn't set at Christmas, I don't know how interested I'd be in rewatching it, but it has that added plus of making me want to watch it uh, at least once a year. Yeah. Or at least around that time of the year. Yeah. It's a very... It's weird because it's a film that is for sure a superhero film, but doesn't necessarily always play like a superhero film Mm -hmm. because it's more of a villain-driven film, as I was kind of mentioning earlier, where you've got... Catwoman and the Penguin, and you really have their arcs and stories where Batman and Bruce Wayne, I mean, Bruce Wayne doesn't even have like a benefit at any point in this. He's just kind of 
He just fights crime. He he, yeah, he doesn't even have a public moment as Bruce Wayne other than his meeting with Max Shrek. Mm-hmm. Like, he is very much just kind of hanging out at home He's with his 14-foot-long fireplace. You could throw and... bodies in that. <laughs> yeah, you plural. Could... Bodies. Bodies, yes. <laughs> uh, hanging out with Alfred with all the new tech they've come up in the last three years, you know, talking about Vicky Vale and all the other mistakes that Tim Burton made in the first film, but they're trying to retcon. Uh, <laughs> talking and... about all the mistakes. Well, I mean, yeah. He's they, not wrong. they yeah. comment on it throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the stuff that the nerddom brought up. Vicky, after the Vicky first Vale one. went back to her home planet. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out because she was a journalist. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Is this yeah. like Kim Basinger character? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of disappointing for me that she didn't make another appearance in the Batman series at any point because yeah. I thought she was actually a pretty good character in mm-hmm. the original her and uh, the guy who played Arliss what's his name I don't remember really you no. mean the you don't uh... you don't remember the show Arliss on HBO oh well no I mean I know <laughs> wait, wait 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 oh I've but heard you said of the, it the person who played Arliss I thought you meant Arliss was the name of the character oh, no. in a Batman. The name of the... That's what I thought. Yeah. I was confused. Yeah. I Thank was like... you. The name of the journalist character in the original Batman, his name is Knox. But oh, it was yeah. the guy who played the character Arliss on the show. Arliss. I got oh, Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't remember he was what his cool. name is. And I was counting on you, Nick, and you failed. Uh, I never watched Arliss. That's I fine. Mean, I know it, but... <laughs> but at any rate, you have this... That's the other thing that I actually really enjoy about the original Batman films is that they're very, very much single-serving films where Batman always kills the villain. Uh, and as we see multiple times throughout this particular uh, episode in the Batman series, uh, he has no problem in killing people here as he just just tears down all of the Penguin's men, whatever. Robert Wool, there you go. Um, is he just finds cool and fun ways to kill all of the penguins, men and women and whatever. And then he ends up murdering the penguin at the end. And just like he murdered the Joker at the end and didn't have any of that Christopher Nolan, you know, sanctimonious shit. Nobody needs any of that. (laughs) No. So he set a guy on fire with the turbines of his fucking Batmobile. Fucking awesome. I was like, damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, there is never any connection between any of these films, which is what makes them so easy That's to not watch. True. They both star Michael Keaton. Okay. So, at any ways... They both have Batman. Wow. Wow, those two connections you didn't even yeah. think about. Yeah, we really yeah. Dug, <laughs> dug there for wow. that. Wow, did mm-hmm. that go the way you thought it would? Obviously not. No, I'm pretty much just going to stop talking now. Yeah, okay, great. So, on this episode, um, we're talking about Batman. We're talking about Batman Return. Oh. So, the last thing I was going to say, as I was already kind of getting at, oh, yeah. is that all of these Batman, even the silly ones, the Schumacher ones, all of these four Batman films of this kind of generation are very single-serving films, which is really refreshing to watch them. Because if you watch any Marvel or DC film of of these days, they can't help themselves, but maybe have a story for this particular one, but we're also feeding five other films off of this one. So this is definitely a a different time when uh, Batman returns came out. Mm -hmm. So everyone's kind of had a thought on, on the penguin, but 
I want to get everyone's thought on not necessarily the CGI, but the amazing makeup design of this film. Because every single character is pretty much given very specific detail in their outfit or their costuming or in their makeup. I mean, the penguin's makeup is ridiculous in this film. His costume is absolutely fucking disgusting like his jumpsuit that just like uh, rides up on his ass the gross, yes! and, and the grossest and, thing about the onesie is that every time i look at it and he turns around i'm looking for the poop shoot <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. i just know yeah. that there they flap there somewhere <laughs> because there's no way a fat bastard like him is just taking that off every time he has to shit and yeah the fact that I'm looking for it just makes me feel dirty. <laughs> but we have just absolutely fantastic costume and makeup yes. design in this film. And got bed no. hangers. Oh my god, the suits on the hangers. <laughs> yeah, that's that's but dumb. The attention to detail, uh, especially for a superhero film of this time, definitely wasn't there in the original. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Joker looked like a joke. The Joker did, mm-hmm. uh, but. Here, every single character, even down to Max Shrek, who's got certain makeup under his yeah. eyebrows and everything, is, is is pretty crazy. Yeah, you made mention of that when he was underground for the first time, and you see like the sewer light like hit him, like hit his face, and yeah. you see like the blush, and you see like all you the you can see the makeup. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, they really, they really want that uh, that light to hit. Don't see they? the man mm-hmm. behind the mask. I guess. Well, that goes back to all their conversation about masks. Yeah. What? Oh my god. Yeah. Metal. BDSM. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Alex, you were saying? I was trying to lead to a discussion about the makeup. But I do like there. makeup. This we just want to talk about BDSM. We're getting and, there. Yeah. You got to give us time, bro. Yeah. Some growling coming yeah. from Nick. You did bring up a good comment, I will Thank say, you. about the. Um, <laughs> Don't stroke you, his ego. You did good. <laughs> about the. Uh, makeup on the eyes for mm-hmm. Batman when he has the mask on and then all of a sudden you can see that there's like grease like the the grease makeup like yeah that is definitely covering his eyes mm-hmm. um and i i wonder if maybe they i don't know if they necessarily did that on purpose or not i think um, they did well, go... i mean his his black makeup's always i think been there but when he took the mask on it's like they didn't know what to do so yeah. They you just, just literally see a scene of him going, oh, man. And just <laughs> Why do you look like a raccoon? What the fuck? Because he, like, he is a raccoon, you moron. <laughs> it's in my fucking eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I've got to start and change my contacts. How do you women do this? <laughs> also, uh, speaking of like eye Magic. makeup and such, one of the most disgusting things in this entire movie is the penguin mm. uh, and what's happening with his, where he literally looks like he doesn't have pink eye, but like he, yes. like it literally looks like he stuck his whole head up somebody's ass who does have pink eye. <laughs> and wow. then you left him in a fridge for like four days. <laughs> and that's what he looks like. It, it's just disgusting. In which scene? In all like, of toward, them? Well, I mean, probably <laughs> all of them, but I, I especially noticed it in the cave, like when he's in, yes. the, in the final assault, where he looks like an opossum. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to lie. That is probably the most perfect like description of him. Thank you. Because, and I was thinking about it, too, because the coloring that like is chosen, especially for not only his outfit, penguin-like. but the, yeah, but with like the makeup of the face and the, the eyes, especially... Yeah. Um, I definitely did not necessarily think penguin the entire yeah. time. 
Um, I mean, obviously, we get the flippers, yeah. um, so that's a dead giveaway. Um, but at, <laughs> um, at the same time, I I think that was a good makeup choice, though, because it's and I know you keep going back to like how grotesque he is and how gross it is, and I I actually think that that's hot. No, oh, um, I think that's an awesome thing to do as for like a in the position of a makeup artist because um, sometimes it's you either have to do like horrible makeup really well or if you do it really bad it's really bad and you, it sucks no matter what um, and I I think they did a good job keeping it minimal um, without getting too over the top with it and kind of making it a little too gross but at the same time like giving it just enough to be like yeah if you encountered this guy in a sewer you'd be running the opposite way because he's fucking disgusting yeah. um, I think your reaction is ah! <laughs> every yes. time he's on screen you don't want to look away right but you're like also disgusted by yourself and what your body is feeling when you're looking at him <laughs> so, so, at least I am you're, you're having a moment it's okay yeah um. He has lots of those. <laughs> hey. I like your sound effects to go along with <laughs> Thank this. You. Yeah. Thank you. Also great. Uh, one of the things about this film that is always just always just brings joy to my heart is the little penguins that come running around with the rockets uh, on them. Yes. They're pretty great. They are, and I mean, they had to actually create those. Like those aren't the penguins. Yeah, yeah. They, they bred them. Yeah, they bred them. <laughs> At any rate, like a loaf of bread. Wow. Oh. You've been on too many episodes. <laughs> um, but all of the I'll little penguins right. running with the rockets strapped to their back. It was I, precious. It was. It is precious, and someone thought that was a good idea, and they <laughs> fucking went for it. It's and true. It, it's it was, was a good burn. idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but um, again, if someone sat in a meeting today with a executive from disney and said we're gonna have ten thousand penguins running with rockets strapped to their backs they'd be like Pfft. now hold on <laughs> have you seen mr popper's penguins i have not i didn't know that what is that what oh, is it's... that <laughs> what well, is that asked, uh while i have not seen the film okay. i read the book when i was much yeah, younger I read the book. Uh-huh. um so it's this guy and i don't remember the exact i, I can find a like, little mr. summary Hoppers. of it um, but basically, this dude ends up like taking like penguins under his wing. Essentially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Full of all these puns today. Stay um, out of my territory. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was yours. All right, Heisenberg. Okay. Um, here. Um, so, Mr. Popper's, Popper's Penguins uh, is a children's book. Uh, written by Richard and Florence Atwater. Um, it was originally published in 1938, oh. and it tells the story of a poor house painter named Mr. Popper and his family who live in a small town of Stillwater in the 1930s. The Poppers unexpectedly come across or come into possession of a penguin, Captain Cook. Uh, the Poppers then receive a female penguin from the zoo who mates with Captain Cook to have ten baby penguins. What the fuck? Before long, something must be done lest the penguins eat the poppers out of house and home. Um, what? Yes. So, yeah. it's... I remember that book. It's kind of a little... It, 
it's kind of a crazy kid story. Yeah, um, it sounds like it. It's like you, you. Uh, what are the chances of falling in, like having a penguin and then getting another penguin and then them breeding all these other penguins? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like that was what I thought when I initially like, at least today when I like saw that scene and I was like, you know, it kind of like what Alex was saying, even though it's like cool, but it's also like kind of strange and who came up with this idea um i definitely thought about that book in that moment i was like who would have thought about this like what how did this get through um i also want to know why there were so many penguins at that zoo and no other creatures whatsoever well the penguin ate all of them of course okay penguin cannibalism hey i'll accept that yeah i'm good with that theory okay he really (laughs) just grabs that cat when he's a baby i mean yeah, I, I guess I, w- I will say this as far as uh, answering your question, Sam, about uh, possible just appearance of other animals. I, I'm still under the impression that uh, Bruce Wayne on his off hours will uh, sometimes just to kind of work through the stress of losing his parents will go down to the zoo and, uh, you know, just uh, murder any animal that comes up. Comes I mean, we see it in the final scene oh, uh, in which he picks up a cat on Christmas Eve to take it to a kill shelter. No, he's not. Yeah, and it's it's very unfortunate. Back that up with primary sources. What are you talking about? <laughs> I want to see. I want to see your citations on that. Yes, please. Jokes on you. I cite bullshit links. <laughs> <laughs> There are actually hey, multiple references degree. to the Joker in this film that I actually did. Are there? Yes. Well, were there? How about like Tell me. You? I've just oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there is... Uh, Pop quiz. There is the one that... Did you I'll... even listen to the first album? <laughs> oh, there you're is one, one of those fans. There is one that uh, Alfred, I believe, says about something about fish and, and uh, clowns or something yeah. like that. Mm. And there's another one. So okay. there's at least two. I thought there was three. Okay. I'm sorry. I can't remember them off yeah, the top of my head because I, I'm putting it on the spot right now. No, I wouldn't I, have even really picked up on any of them. Yeah. Same. I just thought in, in it was kind of cool. And I also love when the guy uh, stuffs the amazing uh, cigarette extender into Penguin's mouth. Yeah. 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 What an asshole. That guy got his nose bit off. One last thing I want to talk about. Yeah, buddy. Um, is Danny Elfman's score. Yes. Which Danny is, Elfman wants to talk about it, too. <laughs> it's really good. It is. Really, no, but did you hear his... I didn't hear about his whole thing uh, with uh, the newest Justice he, League film. He like, was on record saying that he's pissed off because they should be using his score. They should be using his score? Yeah. Like, if they're going to... U- because if they're going to be using one snippet of his Batman theme, they should be using the whole score. Is that what he's saying? Something like that. It um, wasn't just a snippet. It was very noticeable that it was that. Danny, do you really want your score to be associated with this <laughs> film? Like, have you seen this film? I think I think they did you a favor. Let's see. Danny Elfman hates when reboots scrap classic themes. No, it's more just... It's only for the ego of the director or the composer, says the Justice League maestro, who revised his Batman score for the new film. Mm. Composer Danny Elfman didn't have a lot of time to decide to step back into the world of DC with Justice League, blah, 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 blah. And then, let's see. I like how that Danny Elfman like theme was not present at all in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, but now they decided to trot it back out in order to say, hey... 
he's Batman. He's Batman. Man, Ben Affleck looks like he wants to die every time he is doing like a press circuit. Oh no, he's done. Like he, he wants out. Like like there's a, there's a video go. of them he playing out before he was of, even of in. playing with with action figures. Like it's so easy to just have fun, and he just looks so fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. Here we go. The whole concept that every time a superhero franchise is rebooted with a new director, then you have to start the music from scratch is a bullshit idea. It's only for the ego of the director or the the composer. They need to learn the incredible lesson that Star Wars and James Bond have known for ages, which is that keeping these musical connections alive is incredibly satisfying for the people who see those films. Danny, have a seat. Yeah, no offense, but I don't know what his Batman theme sounds like. Yes, I know what James Bond is. And I'm not saying that other people don't yeah but people know what the james bond song sound like well that's because oh, yeah. everyone's fucked it over in the batman movies. you know what it is you know Dude. what it is let's let's just keep it a hundred because his entire and he's arg- saying this his, as someone who got to work on the new fucking movie his argument doesn't yeah like that's just one one uh one crack in his argument and uh, in a million cracks what he's saying is he can't create new music no it's not that he can't create no, new music it's, it's that he wants he, he wants royalties Right. That's really what, what, That's it, is. what it is. Let, let's, let's just keep it 100 right now. Well, this ain't a fucking monarchy. Uh, so who wants to go to rating? I, I do! I, I, <laughs> I want to go first. I want to go first. I want to okay. go first. I want to go first. Oh, can I? Yeah. Okay, cool. Batman returns. Mm-hmm. But from what does he return? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love how much <laughs> that made Tucson laugh. <laughs> All right. Um, like I said before, that is like some bullshit undergrad class presentation shit. That's like some some Socratic method symposium bullshit. And so but I asked what you, what does this. he return? It's one of those like I only read half the assigned yeah. reading, but I'm definitely that guy. trying to like yeah. make my way through this presentation. To yeah. be honest, I did that a lot. You know the the literature classes we were in, yeah. Sam. That that was I never read any. Of books. But I was a star student in those discussions. It's true. I was in World Lit, I think. That one, my, so Tiffany was sitting next to me and she and I would look at each other all the time and we were like, holy shit, like we don't read these things like nearly as like enough and yet here this kid is like, he's just rattling things (laughs) off. He's totally like sparking discussion and like that's why she and I I would like sit... That's why uh, she and I would sit quietly. Like we don't have much to input because our professor would know if if we did. <laughs> Clearly, it. he wouldn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, I, if yeah. I could really quickly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to say, uh, from the, some of the classes that we had together, Nick, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, the mm-hmm. professors at the university we attended. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. they decide mm-hmm. on what they're going to teach mm-hmm. uh, five minutes before the class starts sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the one we had. I forget his name. He was a real uh, professor? Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give him I'll give him a shout out, even though I don't remember his name. Gwinner? Yes. Ah. Gwinner was Gwinner was good. I know about him because yeah, my wife. Yeah, Emily yeah. had him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um no Gwinner was good. Um 
a lot of people who will go nameless in the communication department. Yeah, I'm, I'm referring to somebody always. not from the. Oh, I know who you're. Oh, I know who you're referring who to. Didn't try that hard for our media course, <laughs> and also didn't watch videos before he showed them to a class of students. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Anyway, some people, some people try harder than others. Yeah. Well, you know, some people want it all, but I want nothing at all. Because if I get you, babe. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was going to get Rickrolled for a moment. Yeah. Maybe you will. There's, There's still, still time. time. <laughs> uh, Batman returns. Hmm? But from what does he. Fuck do? you! <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, that's like no that's that's like that scene from uh from royal tenenbaums where he's like what 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 this book presupposes is maybe he didn't uh no batman returns is a fun film i think the burton-esque indulgence is what makes it good i also think it's also what can make it poorly paced at times um i'm a big fan of its campy nature of its physical aesthetics and I kind of like the fact that it's one of the few Batman films that I've seen that is almost aggressively uninterested in Batman himself. <laughs> like it is way more mm-hmm. interested yes. in everybody, not just villains, but like everybody Gotham else. in and of itself uh, without Batman. Um, in fact, every time we cut to Batman and his uh, manner, it, it's almost awkward. Yeah. And and I, I kind of like that about it, but it also means it's not the most well-put-together script. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's fun. And as a Christmas movie, I, I very much dig it because I love any movie that is not an actual Christmas film, but just uses the aesthetics of Christmas to fucking light it up. Yeah. <laughs> and this movie does that. So... Um, it's not really my thing, but it's fun for what it is. So it's three out of five for me. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't like this film as much as I used to. I think that there are definitely some redeeming qualities to it, such as the aesthetics, the set design, the score, the costume design. Um, and yeah, what Nick was saying, this is a, Batman film that is entirely uninterested with Batman and thinking back now is like there was actually an interview with Tim Burton where he was like talking Who's about Batman. No no he no he he was just like who would be such a nerd as to read the comic books. I never read any of the comic books and then like Kevin Smith was like oh Makes I guess sense. that 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 explains Batman Returns then. <laughs> um, just like but, it, but it's the truth. But yeah. <laughs> Kevin Smith isn't really that good of a director Kevin Smith's anymore. a piece of shit. Yeah, he's not really doing anything right now. <laughs> um, hockey jerseys. Really been doing anything for the last 12 years. Yeah, I mean, I... He I yoga hosers. <laughs> we were just talking about that my main, My main uh, anyway, gratification for this film is just like looking back on it as an artifact of a... Um, of an early era of superhero filmmaking where they were just sort of like throwing everything at the wall. They allowed um, directors the latitude to be able to inject their own personal style without having to think about how it incorporates into a larger house style. Uh, And that then was carried to its logical conclusion through uh, the, the Batman forever and Batman Robin films. And then they had to press a hard reset on that, but still it was a very adventurous time. And I appreciate it for that. Um, this isn't really my kind of Batman film anymore, but I appreciate it. I guess I give it a two out of five. 
Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty similar to the two gentlemen who have talked before me. Well, thank you, um, lady. <laughs> lady. Uh, <laughs> lady. Like the hat. Um, that, was, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, I think one of the things for me that definitely gives it, um, I guess what you could say a lower rating is that considering it's Batman, it doesn't necessarily focus on him. Um, and like we've talked about earlier, it focuses more on the world, which I still like that um, aspect of it. But um, at that point, when we do see Batman, I think you had mentioned it earlier, Nick, um, about, you know, it, it's kind of awkward. Um, it's kind of stale um, when he does show up. And um, it's also fairly long, uh, considering that a lot of the stuff that occurs in it could definitely be kind of condensed and, and put into much clearer, conciser. Um, that's probably not a word. Um, More concise. Thank you. Um, it's I'm tired. It's late. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, more concise format. Um, but at the same time, I think that everything artistically about it is fascinating. Um, and I think that it's something that's different than what you typically think of when you think of Batman in a, in a larger form. Um, you always think of like the more modern pieces of, of Gotham and, and things like that. But um, sort of the... Um, darker, but you know the Tim Burton esque version of the of Gotham and and the Batman uh, himself is interesting to see, and um, I also like the playfulness of this of this film too. Um, but aside from that, um, it's definitely nothing that's you know too original, um, and it's not anything that is you know mind blowing. Like oh my god, I learned so much about myself about this and everything. Um, so I would give it a three out of five. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's actually interesting because a lot of people's opinions of Batman Returns has gone down over the years and mine has actually gone up, which is kind of weird. Um, because when I was a child, I absolutely thought this was a horrifying movie <laughs> and I, I didn't like it really at all. Um, and now I definitely appreciate it for multiple different things, whether it's, uh, attention to detail with set design, costume design, makeup, um, and also focusing on, on characters throughout the film, as this as this does. I mean, this really focuses on four main characters throughout, and they actually get somewhat equal screen time throughout the entire film, which is very bizarre for a superhero film. Um, and I think that takes away from this because this is not necessarily a Batman-driven film, which is very unusual for a superhero film, which is fine, um, but that doesn't mean that it makes it anything better. So I think it's definitely enjoyable. I think Christopher Walken is actually Mm -hmm. a very nice addition to this film. And um, yeah, the older I get, the more I appreciate Danny DeVito as the Penguin, because I think he does a fantastic job as a villain. So it's a three out of five for me for Batman Returns. If you out there have any feelings on Batman Returns or any other film in the Batman series, and there are lots of them, uh, feel free to send them on to us at filmtankshow at gmail.com, or you could also try to find us, if you're lucky, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Film Tank Show. Coming up on next week's episode, I know Nick's excited for this. 
Because we're going to talk about Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But is Quentin Tarantino directed? Oh, uh, no. That's the Star Trek that may or may not come out in like 2030. So. Okay. Yeah. okay. Then I'm not interested. Yeah. Well, you're still going to go see it. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so The Last Jedi is the film we're talking about. And uh, I'm interested to see it because I feel like the promotions for this film has gone way overboard. But we'll see what the actual film ends up being. And uh, if uh, it goes a certain way, then I will not be a fan of how they promoted this film. But that's okay. Um, we'll see what it is. And we'll talk about it coming up on episode 136. Thank you very much to Sam Shamara again for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys. No, thank you. If you're not able to join us to talk about Shape of Water in a couple weeks, which maybe you will, maybe you won't be, at least let us know what you think of it because yeah. we're interested. I know because we talked about uh, Guillermo del Toro a bit on the Crimson Peak episode mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Mm. That you're a fan of his and of that that kind of style, and that looks like a really good film, so it's too bad we didn't get to talk about it tonight, but okay. um, looking forward to, to at least knowing what you think about that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Cool. So, from uh, Sam, Toussaint, Nick, and myself, Alex Diekman, thank you very much for catching up with us here on Film Tank. We'll catch up with you next time. Da-da-da-da.